Fiction are actually going to be going to HBCUs, um, Malika Hack is capitalizing on the ever-growing popularity of Mommy and Me outfits. Her line is actually going to be available at Nordstrom. Um, also up, Kiki Palmer made a very poignant and interesting note on EBT cards and making healthy food more accessible. So I definitely want to talk about that. On the mental health tip, the baby um, who is a popular rapper, his brother recently committed suicide and it drove him to have a more open and honest conversation regarding mental health, regarding seeking out help and comfort from those that you care about and love. And I definitely think, again, this is an important conversation that we need to have especially within our black communities and I think that um, you know again sometimes when these things don't hit our doorstep we don't feel them as heavily and I think this is a perfect example and I'm glad that he has started to use his platform to start having these conversations. Um, Viola Davis says that she wants the same filet mignon that white actresses get when it comes to pay Um, so she had a conversation about equal pay closing the wage gap between actresses of color and white actresses and blue ivy continues to get her coin um she was just signed on to narrate the audible version of oscar award-winning hair love as well as miss chrisette michelle um who unfortunately i think has gone through a rough four years we have just seen um Donnie kind of been um, booted out of the White House, if you will. Not not quite yet, um, but President-elect Joe Biden, as we have all seen, um, triumph in the election. And, um, you know, four years ago when Donald Trump was voted into office, Chrisette Michelle found herself performing at his inauguration. And this turned into really what you could see um, as the very ugly side of cancel culture. Um, People canceled her. People were not with her message. People were feeling betrayed by this um, very talented black R&B singer for pretty much what they called shucking and jiving for you know, the, the wrong people. Um, so she actually posted a video, um, around the victory of Joe Biden. So she celebrated Joe Biden and she spoke about, um, her critics and she shared a message to her critics. And I definitely felt like it was a conversation that, um, I wanted to bring up, especially when we're talking about canceling. I think that the criteria, the critique and the requirements for canceling black women definitely are, um, a lot more strict and a lot more to the point than it is for, um, the people around them. And I think that this is something that, um, you know, is equally as damaging as some of the other things that go on for us within um, our our communities. Um, last up, Rihanna is America's richest self-made entrepreneur. So, of course, y'all know I love me some Robin Fenty, so we'll talk about her as well. Thank you for joining me here at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music, and we'll get into tonight's show. shallows 
Yo, it's your boy J Omega, and you're now locked into Northeast Pennsylvania's premier urban radio station, WFNK Radio, home for hip-hop and R&B's new artists. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So streetwear, um, I guess, line, Supreme. I mean, listen, Supreme has been around since I was... It was like 10, 11, I think, is when I first started to see it. And I think when I first started seeing the brand, I didn't know that it was clothing. Like, I didn't know what I was looking at. I didn't know what was going on. Um, but again, it's streetwear for... It, it's streetwear for, for just about anybody. It's not one of those brands where um, you just see black people wearing it. You just see you know, white people wearing it. It definitely is one of those cross-sectional um, brands for sure. Um, however, they recently were sold to Timbaland owner VF Corporation for $2.1 billion. Um, VF's chief executive, Steve Rendell, said the company would take a hands-off approach to managing Supreme. We're not coming in to make changes. We're here to support and enable a high-performing business. Founded in 1989, the Delaware-based brand reportedly generates more than $500 million in annual revenue, which more than 60% of Supreme's revenue is from online order. This fashion deal is set to mark an end of an era with the Carlisle Group, which acquired a majority stake in the brand for a reported $500 million in 2017 that valued it at $1 billion. This allows Supreme to enter into another top-tier category with brands like Levi's and Louis Vuitton. As far as how the pandemic played a role, customers are looking for authenticity and Supreme definitely provides that. In the trends we see today in this COVID environment of casualization and consumers really looking to and engaging with authentic brands with great meaning, that positions Supreme to be very, very strong. In the middle of the pandemic, it definitely looks like they are making big moves. And I thought that this one was definitely interesting because I saw... And and this is like completely opposite from, you know, I think the great move that Supreme made. I saw this story where, was it L.A. Reid? I think it was L.A. Reid. He sold the rights to all of his music, like his whole freaking cat. Why? Like, I was sad. I wasn't like, oh, wow, yeah, like he cashed out. That was fantastic. Do you know? How many like careers? I mean, outside you know, outside of him bamboozling TLC. Um, but do you know how many careers he's touched and really like been a really driving force? And and I saw that he sold his whole catalog for some money, and I I just felt like um, sometimes there's no number that you can place on things. But I think in this case, um, you know, when you're looking at kind of reselling, rebranding, and, you know, making sure that the the move is to elevate yourself, sometimes um, partnering up 
with someone who can elevate you is is that much better so I kind of look at um sometimes when people talk about going on into bankruptcy we we hear that term and we think of it as such a, a negative connotation but I know for a lot of people depending on what kind of um, bankruptcy you go in it just helps you to restructure things it helps you almost to start anew it helps you to almost start over and you know I look at this especially like I said Supreme has been around since 1989 I was born in 1990 so it's been around pretty much forever um for for me (laughs) forever for me um but you know it's one of those things where I had seen them in the urban communities that I'm in I've seen them in you know higher you know um in communities economically and financially so you know this is a brand that really had the pull to you know, go across markets and go across demographics. And they did this and were able to leverage themselves into a bigger portfolio and to making more money. So, you know, I think that, um, you know, making some of those decisions and, and rubbing elbows with, with the right people, especially ones who, you know, they were saying, we're not looking to change anything. We're not looking to move anything around. Um, we just want this brand because it speaks to the time that we're in and it speaks to the people that they serve and the demographic they serve, which is pretty much everybody. And right now, because we're in COVID, a lot of, you know, these brands who are just authentic and they are who they are, um, they're not switching things around. They're not doing things differently. These are the brands that we want to partner with because these are the ones that are going to make us some money. And, you know, you put yourself in the hands of someone who's going to manage you a little bit better so that you can continue to leverage. So shout to Supreme. I love, you know, I love their stuff. It, it really, you know, you can do so much with it. Um, you don't put yourself into a box of it just being kind of an athleisure streetwear situation. So shouts to them. When we come back, I'll be talking about Miss Beyonce who just recently released um, Ivy Park with Adidas. She actually is going to be doing a second drop. Like, she wasn't playing. And update, I did not get anything. Um, So I snatched it right out of my car and felt a little disrespected. But it just, you know, it is what it is. Maybe I'll catch the next one. Um, But she actually is going to be dropping a black and gold collection for Ivy Park as well. So that's exciting. Um, But she teamed up with Peloton. Um, If anybody is not familiar with Peloton, they are in... I guess you could say fitness brand. Um, They have those really interactive bike programs. Like, you know, they have, um, you know, classes and workouts and things like that. They're pretty, they're pretty expensive, um, but they definitely kind of revolutionize what it means to work out and be healthy. You pretty much see a Peloton bike, you know, pretty much everywhere. So she's teaming up with them and her partnership with them is actually going to benefit HP. BCU. So I definitely want to talk about that so that you can find out how to partner and you can figure out how to um, support and be a part of that movement and continue to get healthy as we move into the new year. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. All right. So anyway, the, my drummer came to me and said, sing this scripture. And then the scripture was Proverbs 3. And I just looked at it and then I started going... Said we will write them on the day. Mm-hmm. 
Y'all see, y'all be on Instagram, huh? Y'all be. So we really out of. Okay, let us sing the song, all right? Come on, let's go for it. Y'all gotta, we gotta find some energy. Come on. Jesus! 
Pastor Bill, and you're listening to WFNK Radio, Northeast Pennsylvania's premium urban radio station. I want to be Molo, we'll be honest, we'll be closer to God. I want to be Molo, we'll be honest, we'll be closer to God. Yeah, like it's so lonely and narrow, lonely and hard. Solo and now you go close your heart. I wanna be more low, we'll be honest, we'll be closer to God. I wanna be, be more low, we'll be honest, we'll be closer to God. Yeah, I can get so lonely and narrow, lonely and hard. Living in so here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. Beyonce and the elite workout conglomerate Peloton have announced a multi-year partnership from a collaboration with the late Jean-Michael Basquiat to teaming up with Weston Hotels across the globe. Peloton has administered a unique way to make its services available. Beyonce is a Peloton member, and she is the most requested artist on our platform. Over time, we developed a series of classes that exclusively featured an artist catalog with everyone from Dolly Parton to Jennifer Lopez. Our members love them. So we started to think and talk about how we could build upon the series and make it even more impactful for our members in the larger world. The launch of the Beyonce X Peloton collaboration introduces a social component to partnership by committing Peloton digital memberships to 10 HBCUs, providing access to a full library of fitness classes throughout the Peloton app that can be used with or without the equipment. 
This continues Beyonce's commitment to HBCUs and Peloton's anti-racist company pledge. A part of that pledge includes improving cultural access to health and fitness across communities, and this is something that means so much to Peloton as an organization. To top off the partnership, Peloton will go a step further and build on its relationship with the selected HBCUs to pursue long-term recruiting partnerships at both the internship and undergraduate levels. I'm excited to partner with a company that helps people, young and old, be the best version of themselves in an innovative and adaptable way. I'm proud to celebrate the student at HBCUs with this donation to encourage them to find and embrace their own wellness regimens. The digital memberships will go to students at Bennett College, Clark Atlanta University, Grambling State University, Hampton University, Howard University, Morehouse College and Morehouse School of Medicine, Spelman College, Texas Southern University, and Wilberforce University by the end of November. Um, one thing that I have to say about Beyonce is that she never does what people expect her to do. And I think that that works very well for her, whether or not that pisses us off. So you'll see something going on within your community and you're like, where Beyonce at? How come she ain't on Instagram with a statement? How come she's not um, fighting this fight? How come she didn't say something about it? How come she didn't talk about the millions of dollars that she donated? But looking at this specific partnership, That's very unique. It's very unique, but still much needed. Because if we look at our communities and we look at the lack of knowledge in concerns to health and wellness, we know that that it's a lack. We know that it's a deficit, but we don't quite know what we're going to do about it. And we don't quite know where to start in making sure that we are being our best selves. So, you know, I look at this on a micro level and I look at it on a macro level too, because, you know, they're talking about Um, offering these partnerships, whether or not you have the equipment. Peloton is not cheap. A Peloton, like, I think, like, the newer biking equipment can run you probably, like, $1,500, $1,600. So that's not really in the market for everybody. That's not something that everybody's able to do. But by allowing for that exclusivity, especially in these communities where there are a lot of African-Americans, I think you don't marginalize them because they can't necessarily afford this equipment, but you still, you know, open it up so that they are doing something that betters their health. And then on a wider scale, you know, with them offering jobs and they're offering internships, they're offering these opportunities so that you can kind of open yourself up to this world that we've been so closed off from and so closed minded to. That, that's It's just a very, very unique partnership. It's not something that I would have thought about. It's not something that, you know, you would think that you would see. It's just one of those things where she's figuring out what works for her platform and what continues to work 
for Beyonce. So I think that, you know, we, we have all of these expectations about what she should be doing, how she should be spending her money, how she should publicize this. But I think that this is a very important lesson about finding your niche and finding your lane and sticking to it no matter how many times people say, well, how come you don't do this? Everybody has an opinion on like how you should do things, the way that you should do things. But if you find something that truly works for you or you find something that you truly excel at, you find a demographic that speaks to you and responds to you, then it doesn't matter if somebody is telling you, well, this could be a little bit more lucrative. This could get you some more notoriety and acknowledgement. This is going to catapult your career in the way that you want it to go versus just doing what works for you, what God placed in you, despite anybody else's opinions. And I'm sure she sees it. I'm sure she, you know, sees social media. And listen, maybe she don't because she's Beyonce and I know she's busy. She don't have time for our little opinions. But, um, you know, I just think that this is so fantastic. Again, not something that you would have ever thought about. But it's something that's needed, right? It's something that, you know, should not go to the wayside as far as health and wellness. If we're talking about just making sure that we're being our best selves, this is something that is absolutely needed that we don't talk about. That, you know, every celebrity is not saying, I'm going to partner with Peloton. Listen, that's why she Beyonce. I'm just saying. So when we come back, Malika Hack, um, who is one half of the Hack sisters, she is capitalizing on the Mommy and Me collections that continue to be on the rise, especially with fast, fast, fast fashion brands. Um, so her brand is actually going to Nordstrom. So I'll talk a little bit about that as well as where you can find it. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Sing hallelujah, oh my soul, sing hallelujah, oh my soul, sing hallelujah, oh my soul, will sing hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh 
Hallelujah. Somebody just shout hallelujah. Hello, this is DJ Rome. And I'm Miss D. We're the co-host of the Open House Radio Show, where all good music is welcome. And house music is always at home. We would love you to join us every Saturday from 12 o'clock to 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's right, where you'll hear everything from classics to disco, Latin to reggae. And, of course, house music. Catch us using the TuneIn app, download it from your mobile app store, and listen in on WFNK all day and WWRN.DB1620 on your AM dial. It's a simulcast, y'all. That's right. And you can hit us up on Facebook at the Open House Radio Show featuring DJ Rome and Ms. D. The doors are always open and we'll see you at the Open House. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. Malika Hack's Mommy Malika collection is getting the Nordstrom treatment. Matching outfits are more sought after now than ever before, and Malika Hack is riding that wave with her new collection. Mommy and Me collections are on the rise this year, with fast fashion brands buying into the major potential of style-conscious new wave millennial moms making matching outfits more sought after than ever before. Global women's wear brand Naked Wardrobe is the latest clothing company to take advantage of this market by providing its first ever affordable luxury Mommy and Me basics featuring jumpsuits, bodysuits, rompers, and shorts available in three different colorways with sizes ranging from six months to five years old, as well as women's sizes ranging from small to extra large. Partnering with television personality and entrepreneur Malika Hack, this collaboration is a match made in heaven, as Hack states. It was very important for me to collaborate with a brand that I trust and choose to authentically wear on my own. I felt that it was a good starting place to build out a line for mothers and babies. So far, the Mommy and Me collection has been a success, and Hack recently announced on Instagram that the collection is now available online and in select Nordstrom stores. As the company's first ever children's collection, founders of Naked Wardrobe, Shadea Caviani, Shireen Caviani, and Shida Caviani said in a statement, We worked hard to produce and offer these styles at an accessible price point without compromising quality, and we hope moms everywhere will love it as much as we do. So that is now available in Nordstrom, and not only is the new collection a huge accomplishment, Naked Wardrobe and Malika Hack have partnered with the Made by DWC, the social enterprise arm of the Downtown Women's Center, an organization dedicated to helping create jobs for women transitioning out of homelessness. A portion of the proceeds from this collection will be donated as well as to Made by DWC Boutique, which helps fund the DWC organization and promotes sustainability through its resale of gently used clothing. Malika says, I hope to be an inspiration to women, mothers, and single mothers who want to carve out their own path. It's so important to do the things that you love, and I want women to see that it's possible. 
So the price range for those pieces go from $26 to $42, while the um, matching mother's pieces range from $38 to $60. Um, so it definitely focuses on affordability. And I think that this is, it, it's one of those things that you probably would have never seen before. I think that when people imagine parents or they imagine mothers or, or what have you, um, they imagine just you know women kind of taking care of a child you don't quite have an identity you don't quite have a space outside of having that child and I think that this kind of new wave of matching with your child almost you know puts the identity back into um, being a mother but also being a mother who has a life who has her own path and who has her own identity so I think that it really speaks to who women are nowadays and, and, and what we want to be and what we want to be shaped as. And we don't want to just kind of be looked at as, as just being a mom. Um, because we know that we can lose ourselves in, in certain roles and we can lose ourselves in certain capacities. Um, but it really takes some time after giving birth and after having a child and, and really figuring out how to do that to also still figure out how to be yourself and, you know, motivate yourself to get dressed and motivate yourself to not just be a mom and to continue to forge the path that you had prior to having children and, you know, go towards the things that you want even after having children. So that collection is now available for anyone who's looking for some affordable things for, for mommy and me. Um, there's another website that I have just started to patronize because, you know, this is this is where I am now. Um, and it's called Pat Pat, and they have these really cute family coordinates also. I just like, I think I like the idea of, you know, a family kind of coming together and saying, like, listen, we're a family and we're fly together. And I just think it's, it's the cutest thing. Um, and I really like to see, you know, mothers continuing to be women first you know you are a woman and and you know although this is one of the hardest yet rewarding things that a woman can do you don't want to just be that and you don't want to just be placed in that space so I think that that's dope shouts to Malika Hack and her mama Malika collaboration with Nordstrom I think it also is going to a fantastic cause especially um to um you know touch on homelessness and things that we um you know might forget about so when we come back I'm going to be having an interesting conversation about healthy food so recently kiki palmer who has been very instrumental um, regarding social injustices she's been out on the front lines protesting and things like that so she you know she's very conscious um and she oftentimes touches on a lot of important issues and things like that that go on directly affecting us within these communities. So recently she made a statement about how EBT cards, and for anyone who is not familiar, an EBT card is a food stamp card. So no longer are the days where, you know, you, you get food stamps and you, you had to bring like the, the stamps to the actual grocery store and stuff like that. Now, we live in an, ex in an electronic world, so things are more electronic. So, you know, Food stamps are typically given to people who fall below um, a certain 
income level who may be looking at those additional funds for help with food um, to feed their family. So, um, you know, based on your income, you, you get these funds once a month and um, it's definitely a help to a lot of people. And one of the things that you see is because I get this stipend a month for my food stamps, I am going to try to stretch this. I'm going to try to stretch this out based on my family size. I'm going to try to stretch this out based on how much they give me. And a lot of the times that does not always include the most nutritious food and the most healthy food. So Kiki Palmer made a comment on Instagram basically stating that EBT should look at restructuring their program that healthy food should be more accessible, especially in the context of using it for a, a an EBT card. So I'm definitely going to talk about that. Um, she was met with some backlash, but I can say that I think that it definitely is interesting. You know, we've always said that um, we always have the aim to eat healthier and we always have the aim to do better when it comes to lifestyle choices. But sometimes those things can be out of reach depending on our income, depending on where we live, depending on accessibility to it. So I think that her comments were definitely um, poignant and I think that it definitely is something to think about. So when we come back, I'll talk a little bit about that. I'm also going to be talking about the baby. Um, his older brother recently committed suicide and it has pushed him to further advocate for mental health. And I think, again, this is a super important conversation that we need to have. I think he is using his platform to do something amazing um and you know it's a conversation we we need to keep having so you're here with me on faith and fashion 360 get into some music and we'll be right back god is great so great and we sing
Urban International Station. From around the way. WFNK. All day. All right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So sometimes our favorite influencers, actors, actresses um, say some things on social media. They get us all in arms. Sometimes they are offensive. Sometimes they are completely to the left and or the right. And sometimes they just trigger things that are absolutely true and something to think about. So Kiki Palmer decided to drop an unpopular truth bomb via her Twitter and added context after the fact, setting the internet ablaze with speculators upset with her delivery of an important message. Why is eating unhealthy so cheap and easy while the expenses of eating clean will have you considering a water fast just because? Kiki expressed a viral tweets. Healthy food is more expensive for a reason. It's fresh, good for you, and gives you energy. Bad foods are bad for a reason. They last long, they taste good because of tons of sodium, and they aren't expensive because they're honestly not food. Most likely, they are food-like products. When met with backlash, the self-proclaimed millennial diva refused to make apologies for her stance. But, I don't know if I can blame her. So, um, you know, if you are not familiar with... An EBT card, like if you have just kind of been blessed in your life that you have not needed to, um, you know, gain some assistance in purchasing food at, at some time or another in your life, fantastic. Um, but I think that, you know, for a lot of people within lower income communities, um, this is a sad reality because you find one for and listen don't don't give me on too much of a soapbox but you find for one reason or another some healthier foods just are not um you know within as much abundance within some of our communities we've got the corner stores we got the bodega with the cat chilling in there we have you know a mcdonald's on every corner and things like that um but we may not be able to find some of that more organic produce um because of geographic so I'm probably not going to be able to find a you know really good produce that is fresh and and you know raised well and raised organically um within a city area it's just not going to happen it's not realistic and things like that cannot thrive um so because of whatever reason we find that um typically this is not our experience and we are forced to one either take what we got and take what we have or we look at um you know having to make significant leaps and bounds to make healthier choices and because of this experience when we are in a space that we can make healthier choices, we get the treatment like the Charlemagne's, we get the treatment like the Alicia Keys, we get, um, you know, certain treatment for making these choices because it's so far removed from the things that we've learned and the things that we're accustomed to. So I think that that's part of what, um, you know, kind of went on with this conversation. So, um, Kiki went on to clarify her tweet and she said to clarify my tweet, it was pertaining to issues with healthy food being too expensive and thinking it should be free for those with EBT cards. This was not a suggestion for solving all local income issues. 
solely a helpful a hopeful solution for those with EBT that want to run it up with meat and produce. Um, you know, diabetes, obesity, high blood pressure run very rampant in black communities. Um, it runs rampant in low-income communities. And diabetes and high blood pressure are diseases that do not necessarily have anything to do with weight. Um, they come around genetically, and they can be inherited um, to pretty much any race or gender. There are plenty of people who appear to be in shape but eat terribly and trigger morbid diseases. Um, but in our community, we're disproportionately afflicted with these health issues as a result of, you know, different resources and things that I had mentioned before. Um, Kiki continued on, you never realize what healthy food is actually worth until you decide to eat extremely healthy and notice that everything is a million dollars. I see corporations know the nutritious, valuable off top. And again, I did not mention this so that I could get into a, a whole conversation about big pharma and how they like for us to be sick and how, um, you know, apparently, Fried chicken is, you know, more of a hot commodity, um, you know, in low income areas so that they can keep us where they got us. Um, and the four for four is just kind of like a quick grab and, and easier to do than trying to go and scrounge $15 for a substantial salad and a green juice. You know what I mean? Um, I will say that I think that it is something that you can be creative with. So I have found that I could take the same amount of money and make a meal. But, um, you know, again, I think learned behavior and the things that we kind of have been accustomed to kind of make us or put us at a disadvantage. Um, but we've heard the conversation so much about how healthy food is more expensive. And, you know, there's been so much conversation about people trying to debunk this, but it has actually been proven. Um, eating healthy versus unhealthy costs about $1.50 more per day. Um, the healthiest diet costs about $1.50 more per day than the least healthy diets, according to a new research from Harvard School of Public Health. People often say that healthier foods are more expensive and that such costs strongly limit better diet habits. But until now, the scientific evidence for this idea has not been systemically evaluated, nor have the actual differences in costs been characterized. So there was a um, there was a study of 27 existing um, studies from 10 high income countries that include price data for individual foods and for healthier versus less healthy diets. They evaluated the differences in prices per serving and per 200 calories for particular types of food and prices per day and per 2000 calories for overall diet patterns. Both prices per serving and per calorie were assessed because prices can vary depending on the unit of comparison. Researchers found that healthier diet patterns, for example, diets rich in fruits, vegetables, fish, and nuts, cost significantly more than unhealthy diets, for example, those rich in processed foods, meats, and refined grains. The researchers suggested that unhealthy diets may cost less because food policies have focused on the production of inexpensive, high-volume commodities, which has led to a complex network of farming, storage, transportation, processing, manufacturing, and marketing capabilities that favor sales of highly processed foods for maximal industry profits. 
Given this reality, they said that creating a similar infrastructure to support production of healthier foods might help increase availability and reduce the prices of more healthy diets. So basically, if they didn't make it so expensive for us to get some of these things imported, um, we might have a better chance at getting some apples and getting some fresh carrots and and getting, you know, these things. Um, But, you know, I definitely think that her... I think because of the state that we are in, a lot of opinions are going to be characterized as one thing or another when in all actuality, they really are just meant to talk about how certain things can be for the greater good, if that makes sense. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's it's interesting. Um, meanwhile, fast food restaurants accept EBT, food stamps, and SNAP, making the decision to eat an unhealthily, uh, eat unhealthily a much easier thing to do in the moment. Processed food is always on sale, whereas fresh and organic fruits, veggies, and meats are sky high in comparison and sometimes impractical in reality when you're concerned about making your purchases stretch. Presently, we are still knee-deep in a whole pandemic that puts people who suffer from hypertension and or diabetes at an increased risk for death, so nutrition is absolutely absolutely a priority moving forward. Um, you know, I have spoken here a couple times just about certain things that we could do to safeguard ourselves. And I was actually having this really interesting um, conversation with one of my coworkers, and they were talking about the, the COVID vaccine. Now, again, not here to, I'm not here to talk about any of that, you know, getting where you fit in, whatever works for you. Um, but You know, he said it's really interesting that we see all of this information and we see all of this, um, you know, coverage about the vaccine, about how effective it is. But you don't see anybody talking about how a high alkaline diet, about how eating certain things, about how doing certain preventative measures can also keep you from getting sick, maybe even faster without any side effects. It just takes a couple of different changes. So they don't talk about that, but they do talk about the vaccines and they talk about the medicine and they talk about, you know, the things that ultimately are going to put money in the pockets of, you know, people that we don't see. Um, Again, not here to get on the soapbox, but I'm just saying. Um, So... That is that. And you guys got to let me know what you think. I I do feel like, you know, um, as it's always been said, unhealthy food is cheaper. Unhealthy food has been made more appealing. I mean, you go to the McDonald's with the bright reds. And again, don't even get me started because even some of the colors that are used in some of the unhealthy food triggers more, you know, different feelings in your mind and different emotions that draw you to making those decisions to purchase the food. So, you know, one thing that I say is just one choice a day really can make all the world of a difference. So, you know, Kiki Palmer might have ruffled a couple of feathers, but I do not think that she was wrong. And I think that, you know, we definitely have to think about some of the choices that we make in our diet, in our habits, in, you know, just the things that we do in order to make ourselves, um, you know, a healthier me, a healthier you for a, a better and longer tomorrow. So you're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come back, the baby 
Phoebe's older brother's death has um, pushed him to further advocate for mental health. And I'll talk a little bit about that right after this break. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Good job, it's your boy Saya, and you're locked into Northeast Pennsylvania's premier urban radio station, WFNK Radio, home for new hip hop and R&B artists. PDA, I need you to hit me upside the head. I mean, like you never hit me before. Oh, oh, oh. 
This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. On uh, the, in the beginning of November, it was reported that popular young artist, the baby's older brother, Glenn Johnson, died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound in their hometown of Charlotte, North Carolina. Though the baby has yet to confirm that the actual cause of death was explicitly suicide, he has been very open about his brother's mental health issues in the form of lyrics. Um, 
he also spoke on Twitter and Instagram um, about, you know, how he wished that he, you know, had been there for his brother and he would have given anything for him to be happy. Um, Though there is no public record of his brother's official diagnosis, it's possible that he might have had a history of cognitive distortions, which basically um, causes your brain to lie to you and you you see and you hear th- and you believe things let me tell you the mind is is a very powerful thing when afflicted it is very hard for a person to see that their life is worth living their potential is infinite and that their loved ones would give up an arm and a leg before they would want to see them harm themselves however without the proper tools it's very difficult to work one's way out of this vicious cycle of thinking because what seems like irrational thoughts to someone looking from the outside in are actually reinforced by the the trauma suffered um so you know the baby advocates for um he has been advocating for mental health awareness one of his tweets read if you can't get over depression get help you see a loved one struggling get them help they refuse the help make them get treated anyway you suffer from ptsd take it seriously and get help i'm about to get a, a therapist myself um you know again in the black community Things like PTSD, depression, anxiety, um, cognitive distortions, they are seriously glazed over. It's, you know, it's called being dramatic. It's called, um, you know, just, you know, you, you got to pray about it. And, you, and y'all know I'm, I'm, a, I'm a faith-fearing, I'm a God-fearing woman first. Um, but a lot of these things that we have been taught have brought us to really um causing ourselves a disservice and i think it is doubly so for black men because on top of the fact that you really are not allowed to really like get all into your feelings you also should not what are you talking about a therapist what are you talking about depressed what are you talking about being sad you better go to work provide for your family and suck it up and that has been the narrative so much so that Even me thinking about talking to somebody about this, even if I had all of the push in the world to speak to someone, it feels like a silly notion and I don't feel like I'm allowed to do so. So, you know, um, the baby has been sharing resources and I did want to share um, just some more information about treatment for mental health issues within the black community. Some of the factors that drive mental health issues as well as prevent black men from getting care are systemic racism and discrimination, mistrust of healthcare providers, misdiagnoses, and clinician bias. Because of this, informal interventions are key in aiding black men to get the care they need. Some studies have found that black men are more likely to seek help from other men they can relate to. Involvement from family members also tends to have a greater effect on improving mental health for black people for more than for whites. More resources have come available as well. Um, online is definitely a good place to be. I think, you know, a lot of the times, unfortunately, I've seen that we, you know, kind of turn to the memes, we turn to the jokes in order to kind of battle through what we have going on. Um, but I think that it is really important in times where you're like, I really am not comfortable seeing a therapist. I'm not comfortable necessarily speaking to a professional for you to be mindful of the people around you. You have to, 
you know, get to a place where you're comfortable, you know, crying in front of your mans and being like, yo, I'm going through something or you have to be vulnerable enough to say right now I am not in a good place. And you have to be around people who are, um, you know, willing to pray for you, willing to give you, um, you know, some some help and the push that you need. It is definitely important to make sure that you are surrounding yourself in the way that you need to be surrounded. So thoughts and prayers to the baby um, and his family. If you or someone you know is considering suicide, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. Text STRENGTH to the crisis text line at 741-741 or visit suicidepreventionlifeline.org. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. When we come up, we have a couple of Moving Mountains segments. Miss Blue Ivy Carter is just continuing to make a name for herself. She is going to be narrating the audible version of Oscar award-winning Hair Love. Viola Davis says she wants the same filet mignon that white actresses get when it comes to pay. And Chrisette Michelle celebrates Joe Biden becoming the 46th president and she also shares a message to her critics so we'll get into all of that and more here at faith and fashion 360 get into some music and we'll be right back this that new kiki exclusive y'all hot fire let's go i did it for the first time made a mistake but i Please don't 
fire. Hey family, I'm Pastor Phil Davis from Greater Shallow Church in Eastern Pennsylvania. Take some time to get the word in your life by stopping into your local church on Sundays or by listening to the Sunday Sunday at 10 a.m. on WFNK Radio. Radio. All right, all right, we are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So next up, we have our Moving Mountain segment. And if this is your first time here with me at Faith and Fashion 360, that's just my way to remind you that things are all right. Um, so first up, we got some Black Girl Magic. Um, Viola Davis says that she wants the same filet mignon that white actresses get when it comes to pay. Viola Davis, 55, is a Black actress who has broken down barriers in the genre of acting for women of color. She has earned an Oscar, Emmy, and Tony Award and is considered one of Hollywood's leading lady, but the accolades alone are not enough. Recently, she opened up about knowing her worth and said, here's my big thing, and people in Hollywood know this. I have great agents. I love them. I love my manager. I love my publicist, but I say this to them all the time. I say, I want and I expect to get the same filet mignon that white actresses get cooked at the exact temperature. Passionate about black women's equality, Viola Davis has spoken about this topic on many occasions. She continued, you cannot throw me a bone with a really nice little piece of meat still on it and expect that's good enough for me. I love my collard greens and all of that, and I know we were given the leftovers. I know how to cook that, but I want a filet mignon. The How to Get Away with Murder star is the only black actress and ranks 10th at $15.5 million on Forbes' highest-paid actress list for 2020 and admits that she knows that she isn't like everyone else when it comes to acting. She stated, It's only until you reach a certain point and maybe you have a certain level of expectation that you realize you are not like everyone else. In Hollywood, actresses don't share their salary with each other while they're sitting around drinking a glass of wine. A huge part of that, I'll say, is ego. Ego because you don't want people to know that you make less than what they think you make. Another part of it is etiquette. Um, So, I mean, I think that this is, again, super important because... No matter how high you get, sometimes people are just bent on reminding you that you are who you are. And I think that the important part of what she was saying was definitely about um, the people that she surrounds herself with. She said, I love my team. And one of the things that I say to them is, I want the same as what everybody else gets. And you can see that although she definitely is the exception, um, the people around her have held true to that and they have not tried to pigeonhole her and say, listen, this is what I was able to get. I think that's a good deal. They're not okay with settling for, okay, you know, less than her white counterparts um, and less than her white coworkers. And I think that that is one of the things that is important. Um, a lot of the times we have to kind of look and understand that um, our influence can change a lot of decisions and change the course for some things that go on around us. So I think for, you know, 
her manager publicist, I, I, I don't know what they are, um, or her co-workers, if you have someone and you know that they are not receiving the same um, treatment that you are, but you know that their talent um, is equal to or or more than, if you're keeping it funky, um, you know, we have to get to a place where we're okay being an ally and not worrying so much about what that's going to mean for me. Is that going to lessen my coins? Um, and really understanding that it's about equality, it's about fairness, and it's about us being together um, within certain plights and fights. I think that, you know, we have to understand our influences in certain situations and use that to assist others and not just have our influence for influence sake. Um, so shouts to Viola Davis for continuing to fight herself for herself. Um, obviously, it is paying off. Obviously, it is, you know, coming to fruition. And she has forced the people around her to understand, listen, this is my worth and I am not settling for anything less. Next up, Beyonce's daughter, Miss Blue Ivy Carter, narrates the audible version of Oscar award-winning Hair Love. Um, So not a lot of people are surprised that, you know, Blue Ivy Carter continues to make her name. Um, She has been, you know, on her mom's album singing, and, you know, she was um, penned as one of the executive producers for a couple of her mom's projects. So the eight-year-old has narrated the audible version of Matthew A. Cherry's Oscar award-winning short film, Hair Love, and social media is reacting to the news. Cherry released the introduction on Twitter with a snippet of the soft and gentle voiceover promoting the outlets in which the audio can be heard. The news immediately garnered reactions from fans, citing that Blue Ivy is booked and busy in addition to reading the book after being the subject of online bullying because of her hair. Um, This is definitely a significant win for the young mogul, and um, it definitely is a uh it's a it's a 180 moment for sure hair love an animated short film won an academy award in 2019 the film that started out as a book follows a man who must do his daughter zuri's hair for the first time um and you know again blue ivy actually nabbed a bet award an naacp award and a soul train award for her contributions to her mother's song brown skin girl um and if that is not you know just a story about placing yourself in a position um and placing your family in a position for growth as soon as they start as soon as they come out the gate i don't know what is and i think that again such a 180 moment for blue ivy because i remember when um you know beyonce and jay-z first had her I think that um, people were very, very cruel about um, what what they thought she was supposed to look like, the expectations of who she should look like and things like that. Um, people called her ugly. People um, said that, you know, she she looked like a monkey or, or you know, just different things. And, and um, it really just reminded me that social media can be very cruel and it motivated me to continue to guard certain areas of my life for sure. Um, so I am so excited that, you know, she has been grown and loved in an environment where um, you know, people are reminding her of her worth no matter what anybody else says. And despite what people continue to say, listen, she got her coin, she is booked in busy, and she's not worrying about what people have to say about her at all. So shouts to Viola Davis, shouts to Blue Ivy Carver. Um, Carter, when we come back, we're going to be talking about Miss Chrisette Michelle, who 
has endured a pretty tough four years after she made the decision to sing at the inauguration ball for Donald Trump four years ago. Um, she was quote unquote canceled, which is a word that I, I hate to use. Um, you know, it's thrown around so much when people uh, make decisions that we do not agree with. And I think that it is a terrible um, terrible, terrible term for making a mistake. Like that's, you know, I, I just don't agree with it. Um, so she, you know, congratulated him. And I just wanted to read that about how she's kind of come through those four years as well as Miss Rihanna. You guys know, I love to talk about her. She is Forbes America's, uh, richest self-made entrepreneur. So I'll tell you a little bit about that when we come back as well. You're here with me at Faith and Fashion 360. Get into some music and we'll be right back. Yeah. 
Hey y'all, this is Jazzy and you're listening to WFNK all day. Sometimes life can weigh upon your shoulders. Pressure too heavy for me to shoulder.
right, all right. We are back here at Faith and Fashion 360. This is your host, Brianna Fosu, and we are live here at WFNK Radio. So continuing on with our moving mountains, Rihanna continues to break records as a self-made woman. Coming in at 33, Rihanna made the Forbes America's richest self-made women list this year with $600 million. If nothing else, she continues to break glass ceilings. Um, for anyone who does not know, Rihanna has a very successful cosmetics line, Fenty Beauty, which she co-owns with luxury goods group LVMH. Since its launch in the fall of 2017, the brand has grown into an unstoppable force that continues to push boundaries both creatively and within the industry. Fenty Beauty elevated the standards for luxury beauty and challenged inclusive brands by producing 40 foundation shades across all hues, and it's now up to 50. From the beginning, the vision for Fenty Beauty was to inspire. The cosmetic lines generated over $600 million in sales last year, and there's no indication that it'll slow down. Rihanna has been one of the few celebrities that have maintained a relatable yet profitable profile during the pandemic and amidst the upcoming presidential elections. I'm telling y'all... I'm telling you, I'm telling you. And then she also has Savage X Fenty, um, a line that she co-owns with online fashion firm Textile Fashion Group, which raised over $50 million for investors last year. Um, for anyone who doesn't know, Savage X Fenty, um, you know, they're known for their designs, for their silhouettes, and for, you know, again, their inclusive nature. Um, so she is... She is doing it. She's also titled as one of the most public charitable um, celebrities, having donated upwards of $8 million towards coronavirus release. According to Forbes, Rihanna donated $1 million to New York's needy and $2.1 million to abuse victims in Los Angeles. She donated another $5 million to other charities through her Clara Lionel Foundation. And um, she, listen, she continues to go and brand, um, you know, for survivors and thrivers. So shouts to Rihanna. You know, she continues to do the thing. And one day I'm going to get some music. But for right now, she is doing fantastic things and she is making her mark in various industries, um, you know, across across the, the entertainment world. Um, Chrisette Michelle celebrates Joe Biden becoming the 46th president. And she shares a message to her critics. So for anyone who's not familiar, um, Chrisette Michelle is um, an R&B singer who came to fame in like the mid 2000s um and her career definitely took a big nosedive after she performed at donald trump's inaugural ball in 2017 she received a lot of harsh criticism from her fans but other celebrities and was even labeled a sellout by many in addition to receiving backlash from her fans her music was no longer played on the radio and she lost an album distribution deal since then, Chrisette has publicly stated that she regrets performing at Trump's inaugural ball. Um, and she recently shared a message on her Instagram celebrating Joe Biden's win in the 2020 presidential election and also had a message from for her, some of her naysayers. She said, I still sing. I never stop. 
I must have had 1,000 dreams last night. Finally, a hopeful shift. I know I've said it a thousand times, but I've never supported the darkness we saw in high places, and I'm relieved it's being forced away now. I know people will still be unreasonable. I know people still can't hear or listen. If you've noticed, I've made peace with that. But today, I couldn't help but sing loud. Two brave people in the highest physical seat in America is a reason to celebrate. Biden and Harris are a reason to sing. Um, you know, I just think that we have a tendency, especially as we are on social media, behind our keyboards, on our computers and on our phones, judging people for, for bad decisions. Um, and I don't disagree that... It was not the most sound decision, but I know that, um, you know, we've all done things before where we kind of look back and we're like, you know, I don't, um, I don't know what I was thinking. And I think that this culture of cancellation is really heavy in terms of black women. And I think that if we are able to forgive um, some of, some of the rappers and, and some of the directors for um, culturally deaf and not sound decisions regarding, you know, whatever it is, I think that the same can be applied in different areas. Um, you know, as we try to forge our way into this world and we do so um, with the love of God in our heart, or we're thinking about our ethics, we're thinking about our morals, we're thinking about the grace that we want to provide to, to other people. A lot of people are not going to agree with the way that we do things. Some some people are not going to, you know, feel like you're making the best decision when you decide to forgive someone who has grossly betrayed you. Um, but we have to make sure that we are listening to the one voice that does matter. A lot of people are going to have things to say. A lot of people are going to be on social media chiming in with their unsolicited opinions. But we really have to think about who we aim to please at the end. And it's not the, the multitude of people who have fickle decisions. It is the one when we look up, he's saying, well done my good and faithful servant. And we have to stop looking to the left and the right for our visions and dreams to be validated by others. Um, so again, not to say that her decision was the most sound, but who knows what, what truly brought her to it. And I think if we get ourselves to a space where we're able to listen and understand, um, you know, what that must have been like, we could just continue to get some fantastic music because I love me some Chrisette Michelle. Um, so I pray that you guys have enjoyed this show tonight. I pray that you walk away feeling empowered and more knowledgeable. Um, thank you for joining me week after week here at WFNK Radio. Continue to listen to our Sunday night lineup. Continue to move forward. Continue to rush forward towards your dreams. Make sure you join me next Sunday, same time and same place. Make sure you're following me at Faith and Fashion 360, the radio show on Facebook, as well as Faith and Fashion 360 on Instagram. Thank you so much for joining me here. Happy Sunday and good night. So this is my thing. 
Urban International Station. From around the way, WFNK all day. You're listening to the best in gospel, soulful, and inspirational house music and mix show. Mix show. This is the mastersgroove.com. I'm 